Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We do this show in the name of love. I, I don't know if you know that or not. Are you 100%. well aware of that? Very much Valentine's so. Day every day. Valentine's Day every day. My God, Valentine's <laughs> Day is only, what, about a month and a half away now? Something like that? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Sneaking up, no question about it. So everything else is good. It looks like we've settled all the problems. You had these national problems, local problems, state problems, city problems. We solved them all in the first hour. What more do they want from us? Yeah. So everybody be happy because everything's fixed. Be happy and understand something. The very thing you're pissed at me about, you say or do on a daily basis, how do you not recognize we're saying the same thing? Yeah. How do people not recognize that? Do they want to be pissed off? Do they want to hate people? I think a lot of people are just stupid. Well, I think that's a very good point. (laughs) Or if they realize that, oh, we are kind of saying the same thing, they'll dig a little deeper to find the one, well, he said it this way instead of this way. And so now that's why we're different. That's a good point. No question about it. But I just, uh, I kind of like that first hour of today's show. Dave Bielke is going to join us in a couple of seconds. But, uh, you know, it's just the flow is very interesting, very nice. Uh, Looking you know, out from the inside like this, you see these things going on and you just go, why are we wasting time on this? Can we just move forward and let the people of the United States of America, the people with the voting rights, why don't you let them decide who should be president? I've had a few presidents that I thought were okay or had a few that I didn't like, but did I march down the streets bitching about it? No, you guys are Americans. You chose them. So I got to follow along. If that's who you want, that's who you want. You know, I can't think of a president I've ever really disliked, Democrat or Republican. I mean, it's whatever, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Settle down. We'll get through this. There there should be balance. I do understand that. I wish what would happen is kind of like what just did happen where Trump, a Republican, was president, and now Joe Biden, a Democrat, is president. I think every four to eight years they should just change out the president and okay now the other side gets to take over for a while what do you think yeah i mean i'm not mad at i i wouldn't even be mad at them just getting rid of the parties period and like you have to just say where you stand and live your lives and like don't get to be some part of some group and automatically people like you like but i like it i think it's a good it's a good solution nobody you don't get to be in a party no. You're an American. Shut up. Right. Yeah. Let's get rid of fraternities and sororities, too. Nobody gets oh, to be a part of any fraternities group. Fraternities <laughs> and sororities are the worst. We're just oh. going to get rid of all groups. Sorry. You have to, like, stand Super on your pie, own. apple slice house. Yeah. <laughs> right. We have to spank you 16 times before you can get into our group. All right. I'm in. Okay. Whoa, bro. Why do you want to spank <laughs> right. me so bad? What? <laughs> yeah. What is the spanking part about? What is that all about? I don't know. It's so weird. It even happened in the military on birthdays where it was like spank kids and I was like 25. 
And there was 20-year-olds turning 20 in Iraq, and they'd be like, okay, Hagen, go spank them. And I said, no. Brittany said, me next. <laughs> it's my birthday again. Yeah, Brittany, it was you your go. birthday last week. <laughs> oh. you know, that was another reason I changed my mind after one day of college and quit. Because as a high schooler, I was invited to some of the fraternity parties, mm-hmm. the sorority parties, that kind of, I guess fraternity parties more yeah. than anything. And I didn't like that either. Oh, I was like, yeah. really? This is how you guys act when you're at the house? You have two beers and you act like you're nuts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. College, it was just not for me. There's no question about it. And, you know, I guess I'm living proof that you can do okay without a college degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely have to say I have to say thank you to Frat Row on the U of M campus. I did act a fool in their houses many times, usually prior to getting into college, (laughs) like you said. I did have a lot of fun there. Um, Yeah. If if you ever got hurt at like a frat party, would you be able to call like Dave Bialki and is that like a workplace type situation? Good question. Like would we be able, was Dave in a frat? I I was not in a frat. I was... uh, uh, invited early on in my first year of college, and I just got the sense that this was going to be a lot of fun to be in this frat, but I just got the sense that the guys around me weren't going to mount to anything. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like you know, and, and I've, um, so I, I didn't go further, and, you know, they were all kind of upset. You know, you're missing this opportunity, you know, and it turns out, uh, later on, none of those guys did amount to anything. Most of them didn't finish college, and they were right. uh, they just kind of floated off. And so I made the right decision there. Although, as a, I'm not sure if I'm going to say that as a general rule, fraternities are bad because uh, yeah, a couple things. First of all, they uh, I do know a lot of uh, of people I know, friends and family members are in fraternities and and ended up doing really well. Uh, so. So for that, and then the second thing I'll say is, if we didn't have fraternities, we wouldn't have the movie Animal House, which is absolutely one of the top five movies in history. Of all time, there's no question about it. Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone, joining us now, live, Dave Bielke, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work, Dave Bielke goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials, call 763-571-2410 or go to bialkelaw.com and tell them Tom sent you. So, Mr. Bielke, what, what is there one thing in law that you always wanted to talk about, but you've never been able to talk about? Do you have anything like that? Uh, that's a good one. Um, there, well, you're, you're talking about, you know, just a couple minutes ago, you're talking about the, the presidential election, uh, you know, right. about who we right. get there and so forth. And you're, you're absolutely right about, you know, people, they get angry about it. And it goes both ways because I, you know, when, when Trump was president, there were plenty of people saying that. Now Biden's president, you know, people are like, he's not my president and all that. That's not true. He is your president. <laughs> that, yep. You know, yep. uh, you know, for a long time, we've had various presidents that lost the popular vote. And they're saying, well, he can't be president. Well, that's not how we elect the president. This is a no. kind of a legal thing. Getting into the legal thing this is a constitutional law. This is not how we elect the president. We elect with the Electoral College. Other countries think it's strange, but other countries don't have the demographics that we had when we formed our country. And so it was a compromise, came about, and here we are. We're still a country 250 years later, which how many countries can say that? Uh, So it is how we elect the president, good or bad. Uh, It's frankly the – it works for us. So when your guy is in or at some time it will be your lady's in, uh, you're happy. 
when your guy's not in, you're not happy, but he's your president, and don't say he's not my president. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I'd say there, that, that's a very good argument. Whether you voted for this person or not, they are the president of the United States. So could you maybe get your head out of your ass once in a while and show some respect? They're the mm-hmm. president of this country, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you agree with them or not, that's why we have differences yeah. in our in, in our country, and that's why we have uh, we have a two-party system, and it, it's worked for us. I, I do kind of like your idea there. There should be a, a rule of our, you know, the, what, they do have the rule. You, you can only serve two terms, but there should be yep. another that, okay, when the one, when the, if you do have two terms and your second one's over, it automatically flips to the other party. Love it. That yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty good uh, suggestion. Yeah, I mean, there's balance that way, so, first of all. And, and if anybody, think, and I'm not saying any specific election was elected or, or messed with, that's not what I'm saying at all. But actually, people have tried, and I'm not even saying they have succeeded, but people have been trying to cheat at elections forever. And again, I'm not saying it ever worked, but I'm just saying they all, people, if they get a chance to cheat, will cheat. Why is that? You know, it, it goes back to the, uh, who was the, it was, it was a daily in Chicago, you know, the voters yep. vote often. Uh, yep. You know, that, that was your, yes, there's always been cheating. Obviously, we're in a different scale recently uh, that right. was alleged, but um, but there's always been some type of a, uh, of a cheating in politics. But you know, we as a society, we we need to keep control of that. That's you know, you can't have a then we turn into a you know a third world republic, and you know where it's the elections are a farce. You know, we we can't have that. We need real elections, and and we do. See, one of the great things about growing up in North Minneapolis when I was, I believe, eight years old, I think it was, might have been nine, but I think it was eight, when John F. Kennedy was elected president of the United States, which my mother had an absolute fit about because he was Roman Catholic. Toots was a big-time Roman Catholic, so she was all excited and fired up and blah, blah, blah. But then, of course, um, a lot of the Irish and Italian people in my neighborhood um, educated me the fact that uh, JFK's father had connections to the mafia. And all of a sudden, now a guy who's connected to the mafia's son is president of the United States. You know how that hit me right between the eyes as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid? Like, really? Organized crime? And then I went, I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? (laughs) It actually does make sense, I guess. But, you know, there were some times uh, decades ago that, yeah, (laughs) it was really a... They control the United States, and I, I, you know that's now I think been tempered to the degree they're almost a non-factor. But yeah, for about yeah. thirty years, they, yeah, they controlled all politics and all the major cities, and you know all the way up to the president, who was, you know, I think most people would agree one of our greatest presidents. Any, uh, yeah, where where does ultimate orders come from? Well, you know, <laughs> they could have had <laughs> well, you know, them fil- filtered through a few families. Yeah, the sad part of that is the whole family had to pay for that at the end. I mean, they all ended up, uh, you know, JFK and RFK being massacred, and they and Ted Kennedy did a good job of destroying his, himself. Uh, it just it was a very very sad outcome, unfortunately. And then it goes down to nephews and so forth. That that whole family uh, is it, 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 is dysfunctional with the power, and it, it started with. Yeah, with JFK handled it well uh, for his brief presidency, he handled his power really well, and then it was just a downfall after that. 
pretty much the truth. But, you know, we again, we slog through, we get through, made my mother happy to see a Roman Catholic. Joe Biden's Roman Catholic. He's the second Catholic president we've had. I, you know, good for them, good for you, all the rest of it. So, you know. I was um, raised Catholic, and I, I, I never understood as a uh, – I remember hearing about the, that he was the only Roman Catholic president, and I never understood why, you know, the, the Roman Catholic is the – is a very large Christian uh, uh, religion in the United States and a lot of power. And I, I never understood why there was, was there's only one. And then later I heard the theory was that they were going to get their orders straight from the Pope. And, right. right. <laughs> and then that was the understanding or that was the belief amongst uh, non-Catholics. And I'm like, I, I, I had a really rough time wrapping my arms around that, that that was actually what their thinking was, that, that somehow none of the Pope was going to run the country. I, I just didn't see it. I got to ask you a question as a, you know, I grew up Catholic and all the rest. I'm not the most mm-hmm. religious guy in the world, but I grew up Catholic. Did I see that the Pope came out and supported gay marriage? Uh, what he did was, uh, and I'm similar to you. I was raised Catholic, but I'm not a religious guy right, right. now, um, right. but, but I'm, uh, what I understand, he, he did not sanction gay uh, marriage itself. What he said was, um, uh, essentially, we need to love everyone, whether you're gay or not. We're going to treat you right. the same, and we're going to love you the same. And that, that's so. Uh, but he did not actually say we're going to support gay marriage in the church. But oh, he, I see. Okay, um, I didn't he, see the story. Yeah, it, it, that's what I read, and so he stopped short of saying that we're going to, you know, you're going to be able to get married in the Catholic Church. He stopped short of that, but basically, uh, all the way up to that, said, "Well, you know, hey, you're gay. We're going to, uh, we're not going to uh, uh, criticize you. We're not going to ex you, excommunicate you from the church. We are going to support you like any other prisoner." Which I, I thought was a huge step in the in the Catholic Church. I do. The people that need to understand what a gigantic step that is. Mm-hmm. For the Pope of the Catholic Church to, to do, I'm, I don't, I haven't seen the story much. That was a story run widely in in the country. Yeah, it was uh, three four days ago. It was. It was oh, was it okay? Years. Good. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, that shows some a, a set of seeds on a Pope. I'll tell you that because I'm telling you, could you have done that 50 years ago? No way. No. Not a chance. Not not at Look all. How far we've gone. Not at all. Uh, you know, I grew up in a conservative Catholic household and. And, and my dad was a, a really good guy, treated everyone very well. But, uh, you know, if, if you turn the clock back and put him in there, yeah, he would have gone ballistic or something like that. And you know? today, if my dad was alive right now, he might think differently because I think he was, you know, had some progressive part to him. But, yeah, we, if you look back in the, the way it was years ago, uh, no, that would have just been an absolute shock. God, you just reminded me of this magnificent moment in my life looking back i'm a young boy probably again eight or nine years old something like that went to visit one of my school friends it's really not necessary to say uh what nationality they were because you could probably guess anyway but i walked in the house and i remember to take off my shoes because you always had to take off your shoes but i forgot to take off my hat Oh, boy. Dad did not like the fact that I was wearing a hat in his house. He said, you take that hat off and go put it on top of your shoes. 
So I said, okay. And I went over, put my hand on top of his shoes. He goes, now I want you to go over that picture of the Virgin Mary and beg her forgiveness. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm eight, nine years old. I wore a hat too long, so I'm hoping the Virgin Mary forgives me. Which, you know, I loved, I kind of loved it in a way, actually, right? Oh, that, that reminds me of a story. And I, I was older. I was probably in my mid to late 20s and you know, back home in northern Minnesota, and we went to church, and there was a guy who was in the row or two in front of us, and he was wearing a baseball cap. And my dad, my, my dad was a former Marine and very, um, uh, you know, conservative Catholic and all that. I'm yeah, just the, the, your typical, you know, from that generation. And my dad gets up and he wa- you know, he walks to the side. He's got his cane. He walks to the side of the pew, walks two door, two two rows up looks at him and gives him this big glare and motions to his hat. <laughs> this guy, he's a young guy, took the hat off, and you, you, the guy was like white. <laughs> My dad didn't say a word, just the look on his face. And <laughs> we were all trying to keep from laughing. <laughs> See, I love that kind of stuff. That's that's a different generation right there. There's no question about that. But, yeah, show some yep. respect. You're in my house. Show respect. I got no yeah. problem with that. Once again, it's assimilation. Assimilation is a wonderful thing. When you're in my house, you have to act like us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got no problem with that. <laughs> None yeah. whatsoever. So anything else big going on in the world, Dave? Uh, not not really. Nothing uh Exciting for Christmas. Uh, typical with some relatives in town here, but that's it. Not going anywhere. Oh, that's um, very nice. Well, right. we will talk we're, to you we're after waiting the Christmas. For, <laughs> we're waiting, waiting for, for the snow that's not going to come. So. Yeah, it's not going to come. Yeah, that's very, very true. But we'll have a wonderful holiday season. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Kwanzaa. We just went through, uh, you know, several you, different you, there are like five or six happy hanukkah i don't think you're really happy hanukkah we did that absolutely no oh, question yeah. but yeah so have a wonderful holiday time and we'll talk to mm-hmm. you right after the first of the year all right thank you uh, all you as well all right thanks a lot dave ladies and gentlemen uh dave bialke joining us brought to you by bialke law firm heard at work dave bialke goes to work for you taking care of your workers comp injury claims and denials Call 763-571-2410 or go to Bialke Law. That's B-I-A-L-K-E law.com. Tell them Tom sent you. I really like Dave. Dave's a good guy. I didn't know he was a Catholic kid, though, Bialke. What, what kind of name is Bialke? Mm. I should have uh, asked him that. Sounds like Norwegian or something. Oh, does it really? I don't know, maybe. There's not a lot of Catholic Norwegians. I know that. They are, they're pretty much Protestant. I suppose there must be some, I would guess. So... Maybe Italian. Them in Canada. Bialki, you know, that's, that's, hey, like a, like a, a Bob Sands of your relative. That's, yeah, definitely. I think that's what it is. So, Bialki, you think is? It could it could be like an Italian or something like that, you know, in that stratosphere. Yeah, I'm not sure. Just taking know. a wild guess. I like working with the guy. That's all I know. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So what else is happening? You guys, you know, the one thing I do love about having people on the show, because things pop in your head that happened to you when you were a kid. And and I did deeply drill all those things into my brain because I what I like about that so much is I can still picture the look on his dad's face when he said, go over and put your hat on your shoes and then you got to go stay. I'm sorry to the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I still it's a great memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, eh, what? Well, okay, yeah, the, the rules of the house are the rules of the house. It's right. it's very, very nice. So what else? 
You hear him? No. No. Oh, he's snoring up a storm. What a guy. guy. <laughs> what a guy. What a life. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude's got a horrible life. Yeah. There's no doubt about just it. abused. What? Oh, no. I said he's just abused, like the poor dog. He just gets to snore and sleep all day. And, yeah. Oh, yes. Such abuse. There's yeah. no question about it. I was distracted a little bit because it looked like Brittany was trying to release some scabies from her chin or something. What the hell are you doing? I just sat up. What? No, you went like this. I just fixed my hair. Oh, you fixed your hair. I thought you were scratching your neck. I'm like, what the hell? No, I never I never know what to... I mean, if you watch the podcast and you've ever seen me in headphones, I never really know what to do with my hair. So it kind of just looks like my hair is attached to my headphones kind of vibe, like it's a wig. It's like all part of it. So yeah. <laughs> well, like I can common... see that. Uh, why did you guys send me this headline... I now have to read the story, and I blame it on you. It was Brittany. Cop accused of jacking it in a patrol car. Ah, Jesus. What? Oh, AJ. don't give me that. That was what? AJ. Yeah. That was definitely AJ. <laughs> oh, there's a picture of the guy, too. Why do I have to look at his picture while I'm <laughs> reading a story about him cuffing the carrot? Why? Cuffing the carrot. That's yeah. a great oh, reference for a cop. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, I would imagine that's probably the situation. Cop accused of masturbating in patrol car as his racy content page discovered. Let me ask you a question. So now got guys banging each other in the Senate house. We got cops whacking off in a car. What the hell happened to the world? Yeah, I don't know. And like next time, Officer Dave, just do it at home. Like, yeah. Officer <laughs> Dave, he'll love that one. Like, it just blows my mind because I go, I mean... Are you that busy? So they have to multitask yeah. on that level. Like, yeah. there's a time and a place, sir. And you cuff the carrot. Well, it's also you're not scheduling it for two or three people. You're saying I need alone time for this amount of time. Like, and yeah, aren't the aren't there internal dash cams that are always on in the car too? <laughs> right. That's what I always thought. Yeah. What I always thought. Oh, there's a picture of him. He looks. He looks familiar. I mean, he must. What I'm saying, I guess, is he looks just like somebody. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Have you seen his picture? No, I've seen right his now. picture. I don't know who he looks like. I don't know either. He looks just like somebody, but I can't think of who it is. Um, this story gets really, really gross. Well, good. It's, it'll fit right in my uh, wheelhouse. Oh, my God. I read ahead. Oh, yeah, I read God. ahead, too, and it's not good. Don't be reading oh, ahead. He, Tom, You're supposed to have a natural reaction sorry, to these stories. I'll Don't so, be reading stories I, ahead. I won't read ahead, but his picture, he does look, I would say, he has that generic cop face. Yeah, he kind of does. That's where, a good like, I feel like I've seen this guy everywhere. Okay, now I, I'm assuming I'll, I'll be horrified because both of them read ahead. Yeah, I'm scared. Which would be really nice if they didn't, so they'd have a natural reaction. I'll react the same, I promise. But, no, it's too late. It's too fake. <laughs> A county deputy in the U.S. has been arraigned after allegedly alleged instances of exposing himself and committing sex acts, including masturbating in a patrol car. Yam Hill County Sheriff's Office Deputy David Richard Mills uh, has been hit with 12 charges relating to uh, allegations of creating pornography uh, while in uniform. Documents show incidents between 2022 and 2023 were shared in court documents that have led to charges of uh, official misconduct, public indecency, disorderly conduct, and abuse of venerate abuse of venerated objects. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Uh, I hope we don't oh find out. Oh, my God. 
Oh, so I got to click on the story. I thought it was at the. No, no, you just got to scoot down a little bit. That's why it's really, they just really put a lot of ads in this story. Yeah. Oh, they did. You're right. Yeah, Holy jump down God. to under the cowboy. Well, I have an ab for a cowboy I do too, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was also well, it was also alleged Mills 36 allegedly posted indecent photos of him, uh, videos both to X and only fans. The allegations include masturbating in his patrol car and posting the video online. Okay, if you did whack it in the patrol, why would you ever post that online? So, I mean. The OnlyFans, I guess, makes sense if he's going to be a content creator and, like, he's trying to make money. Yeah. But to post it on X, like, now you're just asking for it. According to Fox 12, Mills allegedly masturbated into a water bottle of another person with the intent of the person drinking it. Oh, my God. This guy is. Oh, Oh, nice fake reaction. No, that was totally genuine. I told you that was going to be the same. (laughs) No. He is also accused of sharing the, that video online for financial benefit on January 5th, 2022. Mills allegedly posted a picture with his penis exposed while in uniform on April 2nd. Oh, he couldn't even go with April Fool. It was the day after April Fool. Oh, he had something right? bigger planned probably for April Fool's. Like actually probably, doing his yeah. job? Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? He's also alleged to have exposed his penis in the sheriff's office August 6th, 2020, uh, 2023. Mills was taken into custody uh, on December 17th, processed by the Yamhill County Courthouse. According to his release agreement, the judge released him on the condition he's not allowed to be seen publicly, including online, wearing any law enforcement insignia. As reported by CBS 7, Benton County District Attorney John Haroldson said, we understand that the community has a high level of expectation for the professionalism of those who work in public safety. When uh, there is any breach in that professionalism, we take that very seriously. Yamhill County Sheriff's Office confirmed the employee depicted in the content has been placed on leave. So he still hasn't been fired. What do you think of that? It shows you how desperate they are to have police officers because all it takes is one of these many incidences to be fired. Like, there should be no question. You're supposed to protect and serve, and you're serving yourself. I... Okay, so the bar for being on the radio or whatever our job is is pretty low. Like, you don't have to be that great in general to just have this career. If I ever masturbate me when you say that, I I was just looking at you aggressively. If I ever (laughs) masturbated in this studio and anybody found out, I should be fired, right? Like, and my responsibilities are low. I feel like this is wild that this person is on leave right now. Well. And the fact that he did it into a water bottle with the intent of, like, what, his partner on yeah. duty drinking? Right. Uh, Th- what? That feels like, like, probably not a hate crime, but somewhere along it. Like, oh, it feels hateful. Oh, God. That, that's insane. <laughs> how, how are you just on leave? You should be on permanent leave, as in fire. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, that's, that's. If you want to commit to the OnlyFans thing, I feel like being a cop and doing it on the clock is not. There's a Venn diagram that doesn't have either of those overlapping. Right. Great times to masturbate. On-duty officer is not a great time. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I have a question for you. Fire away. So does this guy, he's not married, doesn't have a girlfriend, doesn't have a boyfriend, doesn't have anybody. See, to me, I guess maybe I was lucky, but to me, sex is a very intimate thing. To You know, when you, I didn't go around like banging everybody inside. Not that I could have anyway, don't get me wrong, but. Sex to me has always been a very intimate, loving thing. 
or at least appreciation of one another. I don't understand the excitement of I'm wearing a cop hat, whacking a mole in the cop car. What's so exciting about that? Yeah, I I don't know if like that specific because like you went through one side of the spectrum to all the way to the other. There's like a middle ground that can be fun, right? Is there? Like yeah, what? like you know maybe. Brittany, when she dated, met somebody who was fine as hell, like fine. rubbed bodies together and went and lived our lives. But like, mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Like, it's a consensual. No, no, no. Great... You're right. Yeah, but, but like, it wasn't public. But... Wasn't in public. No, That's God, no. In public. Like, oh, I barely. I Brittany was. <laughs> I barely poop in a public bathroom. Okay, there's no way I'm having public sex. Okay, no, I'm just that. I'm just imagining this guy like in the middle of making one of these videos, and then all of a sudden, you know, a 1029 <laughs> comes out over the thing. Somebody's calling for backup yeah. or whatever, and he's got to come around the corner, tucking his shirt in. Like, uh... what did I miss? What did I miss? Like, dude, you're. You had one job. Just don't masturbate in the car. Yeah, that's all we're asking. And by the way, just to get kind of back to where we were, I do have one question hmm. for this whole deal. So that intimacy, uh, does that also include people like kicking you in the nuts and stuff like that? Because they think that's a very sexual thing to do. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get kicked in the nuts. No. You really wouldn't. No. Because yours are deeply embedded. Thank you. Yeah, people well, are into are. some weird stuff. Every, like, I remember when, uh, what was the magazine that would always have, like, your people, whatever, what type of... Penthouse? No, like the, where you could take a quiz and figure out what celebrity you are. And oh, like, like Cosmopolitan. Yeah, like that type of stuff. And be like, how kinky are you? And then you'd take it and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm kinky. And then nowadays, it's like, <laughs> if you don't like getting hot wax poured over you oh, and God. stepped on, like, you are yep. just a regular person. Yep. Oh, Tom. I don't even I get it. I don't get it, Tom. I'm with either. you. I don't get any of it. Like, like I said, I just, you know. Well, I'll give you an example. I told you we went out to dinner last night, mm -hmm. right? This is how intimate Catherine and I are. We've been together for 43 years. We'll be married 40 years on July 7th. Been with her forever. Love the woman dearly. So we went to dinner last night. And she shared a bottle of wine with her friend, Joyce. Had a great time. So I got up this morning, I'm doing the show, and I noticed she's going to take Jude out for a walk. So I got there, and I said, okay, so you hung over at all? She had two glasses of wine. That was it. So I said, you hung over from boozing it up last night? She looks at me and goes, that'd be none of your goddamn business, and then just left. See? See, that's why I love that woman so much. You're a masochist, too. Look at you. You're just, like, getting <laughs> kicked in the emotions. <laughs> kicked in the emotions. I, I know. in the emotions. I know that, like, that, yeah, like, you guys have that relationship. And, like, I know that I don't like abuse because I fed off, fell off my treadmill yesterday, and I can't Ooh. imagine paying somebody to do what my treadmill did to me yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, thank you. I understand that completely. You get your butt get stuck under the back end. Is that no, I got bruise. I got weird bruises Ow. everywhere, though. I got a huge one on my or two or her, three huge yeah, ones on my legs. Terrible. Yeah. Speaking of butts getting stuck under the back end, I know we've got Mr. Blanks waiting in the waiting room. Do we want to bring him on now or do we want to go to break? We will go to break and bring him right on right after that. Correct. Beautiful. Or should we just? No, yeah, we got to get. We definitely have to do this first. So we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes with Brad Blanks. Looking forward to it. You know the song Kokomo, it's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Well, I hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys Island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now, that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, 
The keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful, and I'm not making that up. They are. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself, and if you want a second house or a new retirement home, let's say, or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent. When it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys, he lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys new and existing homes for sale. And they are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That is onekeywest.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that does doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res car. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, hurt or even just hurting you should talk to dave let's face it our bodies wear out if your body is worn out from work if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work do what mary did call dave and talk to him about it at bialki law to set up a free initial consultation the number to call is 763-571-2410 that's 763-571-2410 or visit bialkilaw.com that's b-i-a-l-k-e law.com Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen, just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30 minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque and improve blood flow to the penis. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. 
I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Oh, he's already nodding yes. <laughs> so he's got all the answers. I was going to ask, you have no. all the answers? He's already nodding <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, no answers. I'm a simple man. But, you're, yeah, a, you're a simple man, are you? Okay. Yeah, very simple. I understand. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the lovely and talented Brad Blanks. Ah, oh, Tom, great to see you. Great to see you, Brittany. Hey, AJ, Brad. Tevin. How are hey. you doing? Pumped. Pumped. Hey, I've, I've got to tell you, too, and uh, I know Brittany was inspirational you know, 10 years ago to me, um, but I, I actually haven't had a drink in three months. Oh, wow. That's impressive, yeah. Brad. How you yeah, feeling? Yeah, yeah good. I, I feel incredible. And it's especially brilliant to not be drinking around this period because I my head is sane amongst madness of holidays and you know getting ready and whatever I mean I this is the I've been tempted a bit to drink this week yeah that's all but I but I've pushed through and I feel much better for it well I'm glad to hear that I could see the thought bubbles of both AJ and Tevin thinking wait a minute you have to drink. You're Australian. That's right. No, I know. It's, it's uh, AJ, it's uh, Tevin, it's weird. Red Stripe? share of drinking. Red Stripe? Isn't that the big no, Foster's, Foster's, right? Foster's, it's because it's Australian for beer. There we go. Red Stripe yeah, yeah, is but, Jamaican. Yeah, Red Stripe is Island countries. You know? <laughs> Island countries. It, it, but it, Brad, is it a uh, like a lifestyle change for good? Yes. Or you just, yeah? Oh, oh, not for good. We don't know for good, but uh, from a health perspective, mm-hmm. I just... I thought let's let's try something, you know, and uh, yeah, and to be more focused for Tom, you know, when I'm you know, talking <laughs> sure. to Tom, you know, absolutely, uh, not to be scatterbrained, to be like really enjoying the moment when I talk to you, opening mm-hmm. my mouth when I talk, you know, that sort of stuff. You Good know. look. <laughs> yeah, there's no question about. It. Not to tell you, the truth, I'll be honest with you, and Brittany can tell you the same thing. It's been, I think, twelve years. Now. I don't even know how long it's been, but I think it's been twelve years. Wow. I couldn't give a rat's ass less. I love to drink and I love to yeah. not drink. Whatever, it's yeah. just different, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, you know, I had a guy, a guy at a, a Christmas party the other night just go straight away to me. Did you go to rehab? And I went, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did, but yeah, I, it's, I, it's, an aggressive, <laughs> it's an aggressive question to ask. I don't think. Wow. Um, I definitely, Brad, you fall in my kind of situation a, a lot where I, I bet you people assume you're drunk in a lot of places and things because mm-hmm. you're just a fun time. So you yeah. are a fun drunk and you're going to be a fun sober guy for yeah, whatever, like, however long you do it. The weirdest thing about it is I feel high high when I'm at these, these social engagements because yeah. I think I'm my, my the clarity puts you into a, a different orbit again when you're talking to people. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're really, because con- you're concentrating, right? So it's like, Woo, and you're locked in on conversations and you're and my eyes widen anyway so it looks like i'm, I'm snorting something <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> well yeah, so so and then i still sweat yeah like the sweat still happens yeah that'll all, help uh, yeah. yeah so i have all the normal things that happen when i'm, when I'm drunk anyway so why, why not uh, why not not be drunk and enjoy it even more so 
I've actually loved the social part of it and going out and I haven't found that that uh, a problem at all, you know? So, yeah, no, no, so far, so good. And I'm losing weight and uh, feeling strong and, and, and I do not class this as a midlife crisis. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've already been through that. Yeah, yeah. You'll be yeah. fine. Don't worry yeah. about a Thanks, thing. Tom. No good big man. deal. <laughs> it's really not that hard. I, I suppose, you know, if for certain people it's a hell of a lot harder than than some people and i was very very lucky it sounds like you guys both were too that that didn't bother me in the least like yeah whatever because right. it yeah. was pretty much hey you like wine or catherine yeah right. <laughs> yeah, yeah no i'm i'm fighting that with my missus too yeah 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 i think i'm better and my, my snoring might have you know decreased i don't know i haven't asked that question yet but, uh, no, but it's a great move, though. Yeah, if I'm a store. But uh, the, so I'm bringing you some interviews today, Tom. Uh, yeah, uh, George Clooney and a gentleman called Callum Turner. Uh, this the the movie is The Boys in the Boat. I don't know if, if any of your movie reviewers put this on yet. Talked about nope. Nope. right. Oh, it's it's a guy. I, I loved it. I this was a good movie. It's a sports movie, so you've got that you know the underdog coming from behind and you know, hoping for glory. Mm -hmm. and, and it's about the 1936 Olympic rowboat team, the American rowboat team, rowing. So I should say not rowboat, not the romantic <laughs> rowboat that yeah. Tom, yeah. you took out on. Well, you went out in Lake Minnetonka with yes. Catherine right. when you were young, love, and Shape looked of in a her swan. eyes. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, Tevin knows all about that romantic <laughs> moment Tom had with his, yeah. with his then fiance. Anyway, uh, rowing, it's an eight man crew rowboat, and it's an incredible story. It's based on a book that apparently was huge and very well received. And so George Clooney directed this movie, so you don't see George in it at all. Uh, ladies mm. will enjoy looking at this gentleman, Callum Turner, and uh, seven other fellas in there with big thighs and uh, wide shoulders. I'm sure Brittany will get it. Yeah, yeah, she'll get that. <laughs> I like that. She'll get. She'll enjoy that. But it, it comes out on uh, 25th of December. And, yeah, fantastic story about this team. And, of course, it's uh, based up in uh, the University of Washington uh, up in Seattle. And it's uh, about, the, you know, right around or well, after the Depression, but, one kid, Callum Turner's character, is living in a you know a beat up old car and you know struggling to, to feed himself, and then joins his team with no experience at all like the other guys, and they and they go on. It's fantastic. But I caught up with Callum Turner for a chat about learning to row a boat. Uh, Callum Turner, how are you, mate? I'm good, Brad. Nice to see you. Making this movie was there a moment where you reckon Clooney was worried about your um, your strokes, your uh, in yeah, the boat? Yeah. After three weeks of uh, intensive boot camp, he came down with Grant, and I, he gave us a big thumbs up, and there was a big smile on his face. But I could see the fear in his eyes. Right. We were awful that day. You know, we set ourselves the target of 46 strokes per minute, which is what the guys did in the boat for real. Oh wow! After two days of rowing, I thought, Nah, that's impossible. We ain't gonna do that. You weren't gonna do it. There's no chance. But you got to it. You know. Somehow, the second last day, the more we went on with this, with our, with the shoot and with the training, the further it felt. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, the second last day, we did it, man. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I can't explain it. So you've had a great few years. Is it crazy to think that Clooney's sort of kicking your butt there as your director, like pushing you uh, to do yeah, better? Of yeah. course, man. And I loved every second of it. I love him with all my heart. 
taught me so much and he's like big brother you know yeah good romance in this movie but it's a sports movie how do you feel about entering that world of being a great sports movie i love it yeah, yeah. <laughs> brad i love it now loads of people want to talk to me about rowing i'm like oh, yeah yeah i'm into it i want to be part of the rowing community so you'll be at the paris olympics just rolling around you know, like, yeah basically i'm gonna row there from england along the thames i'm gonna row to paris good man yeah thanks Callum. happy guy Pumped up. I think he had a few before he hit the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. Your radar's pretty good when you're not on the gas yourself, you know? Right, um, right. Um, but no, good, good good guy, and he does a great job in the, in this film, and uh, yeah, it, it's a ripper. But now, um, George Clooney. Now, I kick off this interview talking to him about uh, my, my back. I was getting a, trying to get a back analysis because I know uh, over the last 15 years, he's sort of yeah, hurt himself for his job. I think about five years ago, he had a, a, bike, a motorbike accident and really hurt his back and was in quite a lot of strife. That was in, in Sardinia as he was making a, a movie down there. And I remember that, well, Syriana was the uh, movie back in the late O's. It was a Middle Eastern movie, very good, good film about the CIA. Uh, and he got tied to a chair and tortured in a scene and I think he had, uh, I think spinal fluid was mentioned then as well. So I, I opened this interview up just talking about my, my back because I feel that I've got, since I've given up the Terps, but I've got more structurally uh, stronger. So I wanted to get a bit of an analysis there. But this movie, uh, George directs it. Uh, he, he starts off confident, um, you know, with these boys, these actors that, that he's trying to turn into rowers. Um, but we cover a few other issues as well uh, about life. Uh, here's my chat with George Clooney. George, I've missed you. Brad, yeah, it's been a long time, mate. Yeah, we were talking about your back injury 10 years ago, yeah? Was it that long? I, I was like, what's going good, on? Nah, just a simple man, put a rowing tie on. You still, good, still you living very uh, yeah, elegant. I thought, you know, this was the casual yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, look, is, look at like, you. Yeah, you're fly fishing. Yeah, I am going fly fishing. <laughs> um, all right, mate, you've entered the pantheon of sports movies now, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is great. You know, the, natu the natural, Hoosiers, you know, um, how do you feel? that you've gone down that? Well, it's fun to do. I mean, I do like sports films. Yeah. And I, I, I like the idea of this one because, you know, it's one of those stories that we don't all really know very well. Uh -huh. But, you know, it's a, it's a hugely successful book. But it's the, uh, the underdog role, but these guys were really underdogs. It kept going. Like, like you watch this movie, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, they're screwed again. Yeah, like, over and over. Well, like, it's kind of, that's what made it such a great book, was you just go, well, are we really going to root for all these, you know, these kids who, you know, it just didn't seem like they could do it. Right. And uh, I heard that you walked on the set, you had these athletic guys, yeah. the, the eight man in the boat, yes. and you're going, they're looking good, and you saw them out in the water, and then an hour later, Later, you went, oh, it was a disaster. I mean, you know, they're actors. It's a disaster. But they got together at the very end, just in time. And that's teamwork. That's what it's all about. Listen, dude, all you have to do is get 30 seconds of them looking good, and you've got a movie. I love that. I love that. Now, um, The Underdog, of course, a lot of talk about University of Washington, um, and they're going to watch it maybe before they play uh, in college football. They've got a big game on uh, January 1st against Texas, so that's going to be exciting. And this could be the movie that pumps them up? Or? Well, I don't know about that, but, you know, listen, they They've, they've seemed to, they're undefeated this year. That's right, yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Yep. Uh, now, you've uh, made a water movie before. Um, you've yes. said, yeah. Batman and Robin. I was in the water. I was underwater. <laughs> well, what about Perfect Storm? This one ends a lot 
better than Perfect Storm. Yeah, Can we, we don't all die. Water movies are tough. Well, they're dumb to do. You know, I mean, anything you do in the water, right. like, go out in your, your swimming pool and walk in it. No animals, though, which is good in this. No. Well, one of the actors was, but we don't want to right. name names. And, uh, that, name. The Hudson River's a lot safer than the North Atlantic Sea, too. Well, you never know. I mean, you know, yeah. bad guys land planes in the Hudson, so, you know. Right. So life's good for you? Yeah, like, yeah how's life for you? Yeah, for good. So we haven't seen each other in 10 years. Yeah, right. And I have to say, you look younger now than you did. Okay. Sure. Well, what a bad. Uh, George Clooney, uh, all the best and great job on a making a sports movie. Check in yeah, every yeah, yeah. 10 years, yeah, will that's you? that's great. That doesn't sound like a compliment. Every 10 years. Now, here's a great example. One of the biggest stars in the world, Mm -hmm. George Clooney, correct? Yes, correct. You got these half ass people that think they're a big deal and they they give you horseshit interviews. (laughs) This man wouldn't have to do an interview the rest of his life. I know. It's it's amazing, Tom, isn't it? There's a real psychology. Yeah, it's uh, Mm -hmm. and he's and he's picking up everything I'm laying down and he wants to roll with it. Yeah, like, mate, you just nailed an incredible point on how to be successful in Hollywood, I think. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and and even, like, someone like Tom Cruise cops a lot of flack for his beliefs and what he is, but he'll talk Mm -hmm. to everyone, like Tom Cruise. Yeah, Yeah, he will be a movie star, and and doesn't matter what, you know, outlet you're with, he'll have a nice chat with you as well. Someone like Cruise, Clooney, the true, the the, the movie stars, you know, and and you get these other people that just... Yeah, fob you off and don't even want to chat and, ah, yeah, yeah. make it difficult. Yeah. You know, it's- they realize now, okay, so if everybody out there is a Brad Blanks fan, like I am, <laughs> right. and you do a bad interview, um, just the way this one impressed me, what a nice guy he is through you. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to him. You did. You're yep. a friend of mine. I'm happy for you. Yep. Therefore, it makes me happy. I really appreciate what he did. And if you do the opposite and treat my friend Brad Blanks like shit, yes. I'm never going to like you again. It's, not, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's funny how it works. No, you're, you're exactly yeah. right. And, and of course, you know, and, and George has muddling political beliefs and people come out after him for, you know, mm-hmm. being a celebrity and not chatting. But isn't it nice just to put all that beside and know you're talking to yep. a guy that creates great movies and yep. a, he's a great actor. And, and that's what I'm trying try to channel in my interviews and, Say, so I'm giving you a platform here to be a good guy or a good lady and mm-hmm. have a nice chat. And then I'm going to take you on a cool show of cool people. And hopefully they enjoy it. And we get to have a laugh at a bit of my stupidity and a, a bit of your jokes. <laughs> and, uh, and I love that he nailed it again. I'll see you in another 10 years. Good way to get away 10 from years, probably. Uh, uh, mate, he, he, uh, That's exactly what I wanted the, the interview to go. But, uh, but uh, yeah, he he was and at the beginning when he was teasing me about being elegant. I did put a tie on for him, and I had a jacket, and he Ooh. did look like he'd just come from fly fishing. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the worst dressed guy, I swear, on the whole red carpet. It was bizarre. I was even looking looking. I, I actually, and I'm not a shoe guy, Tom. Unless I've become vain as I start losing my hair, I'm, I'm maybe looking for other areas to improve on. Or something, but I did look at his shoes and I went, These are really crap, black, leverish type shoes, you know, like they're like, you know, hush puppies or something. He just bought down sure. the shop, you know. Uh, um, it was fascinating. And I'm like, This is George Clooney, He's, he goes to the every awards show and wears the finest suits. Yep. And he looks like he's just walking off the street or out of a riverboat, but anyway, it was uh, yeah, wonderful to chat with him.
No, and I agree with Brittany. He's not that good looking, so you know. No, I would <laughs> kick him out of bed. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird that even just through hearing his voice, I was like, "This guy's really good looking." I like, know. He just sounds <laughs> like he's good looking. I know. That's yeah. true. Yeah, he's good. That is he's, true. He's a great, he's a great talker and he great yeah, great well, chat and, and he's got his beautiful misses. He's got a couple of young kids and he's still. Best mates of his wacky, mm-hmm. quirky friends like um, Richard. Is it Richard Friend? Richard Friend, the actor from Spin City. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's. It, it sounds. Richard? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Richard something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom will know it. Tom will know this guy when he when he sees him. Um, Richard Kind. Richard that's Richard what Kind. That's what it is. Yes. Oh, that's I right. know Richard Kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Richard uh, Friend, and because I got to be honest with you, the name Richard Friend translates to friend of Dick. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Dick yeah, friend. Um, but, um, yeah, so uh, Richard Guest. And the story goes that Clooney, uh, when he made that $330 million on the tequila, when they sold mm-hmm. it for a billion and yep. they split it with Cindy Crawford's husband, got the other 330 and another guy. Right. The other, um, Clooney had a dinner party for his 14 best friends and they all turned up and sitting on each seat was a duffel bag filled with a million dollars in cash. Oh, and uh, Richard Guest was one of that 14, and he's talked about it in interviews. And uh, But my biggest question is, what about the oh, – I wish I could ask – I should have asked Clooney the other night, but I don't want to bring it up. But got 10 years. It's that, who, what about the 15th best friend, that guy that misses oh, out? Oh. That, that, that's in the, that's in the oh. fantasy football league of 15 teams oh. or the 16th uh, team, you know, friend team mm. and those two are the ones that missed out on that million bucks each. Uh, but it's a great, great story that Clooney still gave 14 of his mates a million bucks each for you know, off the back of his tequila. I didn't want to pay taxes on that whole That's extra right. 14 million. <laughs> That's, That's right. what yeah, it was. Get rid of it smart. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's yeah. ever given me a million in cash just for being their friend. It's never no, happened. No, no. Um, all right, Tom, <laughs> a quick, another quick note. Um, someone will give you a million in cash. Yeah, when I make it, Tom, at the end of my broadcasting career, if I just make it, I'll drop off a couple of bucks for helping me out. Here's um, a million. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, I posted Jennifer Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler to my Instagram this time. Phenomenal. And, um, three days ago, and it got another quarter of a million hits. I know. I just, I just, I just put it up. It was like magic. I just... Yeah, 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 I wish I got a dollar a, a view or something. But yeah, at least it's, at least I got attributed uh, attributed this time, I guess, um, on on my Instagram. So that, that's good, and I'll I'll be going. I'll be posting a lot of old Ricky Gervais clips in the next few days too. So if anyone wants to see those uh, on my Instagram at Brad Blanks, because Ricky has his comedy show uh, Armageddon coming out on Christmas Day, so December twenty fifth. If you want to sneak away from the family and watch an incredible performance um, of Ricky Gervais, Tom, you're, you're going to love it. He, I love he nails him. it. Well, he's very similar to you in, um, and I know you cop, you've copped a lot of flack over the years of people saying you're political and this and that. Where I have always thought you were just logical more than anything. That's your political. I always party. loved you. I want you yeah, to yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you, you, you're just logic, logical, but you cop cop a lot of crap. And uh, and Gervais has been. Yeah, the right, the extreme right wing grabbed Gervais and the extreme left wing grabbed Gervais. And he goes, guys and girls, I'm just logical. I'm just stating exactly. how it is. And um, he breaks down wokeness fantastically because he goes, I love him. In, in 2011, I'd be woke. 
I'm woke in 2011. It's just in 2023, it's gone crazy that I'm not that. I'm 2011 woke. And it's just when you start thinking of it, how it's developed, it's a lot different. That that you know, wokeness is different over the last 12 years. And uh, oh, Gervais is just 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 brilliant. Oh, he is, his stand-up is great. His acting is great. His movies are always good. His TV shows. I love that guy. I think he's terrific. Yeah, uh, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy the show. It'll, it'll be great. I will absolutely get that done. Brad, let me just say this. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. And it's a yeah. joy to be working with you again on another yeah. show, man. Uh, thank you, mate. Yeah, that's no, fantastic. Fantastic. Got a great crew. AJ, thank you. Tevin. Brittany, I don't know what, what, yeah, what a great year. Uh, happy holidays. And Merry Christmas, Tom. Happy New Year. Be back in January. It's going to be great. I love January heading into the Super Bowl. I hope the, can the Vikings still make the Brad, Don't Why even Brad. We love you, Brad. You're the best. <laughs> all right. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thank you, yeah. Brad. Brad Blank. Uh, and I'm not making that up, by the way. It is such a joy to work with that man. It's been many, many years that I've worked with him. And, you know, when you make that switch to another show, you wonder, oh, my God. But pretty much everybody came along. It was wonderful. Yeah. I really didn't was, was uh, what's his face? The guy used to do the Hollywood Report. I, his name again? Mike? I, yeah. Um, I love Brad Blinks. He's the highlight. He's always so funny and, like, just the, uh, now that I've quit drinking for three months and I've gotten violently sexy, you know, like that oh, kind of, con he's, so, yep. he's just so funny. It's, and it's unintentionally funny. Like he's it's, not trying, he's just being himself yep. and it's, yeah, it's a breath of fresh air. No, I do. I think the world that I got, Brad Blanks is one of the nicest people in person you'd ever want to meet. Yep. When, when in, in 2007, just before the economy crashed, we had 5,500 to 6,000 people in the auditorium in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Brad Blank stood there. I hours and hours saying hello to everybody. Yep. He was amazing. Yep. He was just an amazing guy. Remember, you were at that show, weren't you? Yep. And it was, uh, I mean, Brad is the same person on air that he is uh, yep. in person. And he... Yep. He's just so wild. Like, he would be like, all right, where are we going on the strip? I'm like, I'm going to bed. He's like, come on, let's go. And he was just so harmless and little kiddish. And he's like, I think I'm going to walk home. And I'm like, we're a half, we're like a mile away from, no, nah, no, nah, I got to feel the energy of the streets. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Me and Bob Sanser would be like, well, you are wild for that. Those days are never coming back, are they? You're not going to be able to take a couple of few thousand people on the road go to Vegas, go to Key West, and we all those things. We, you can't do that anymore, can you? Because of insurance. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's just too expensive to do it now. It used to be back in the day that if you got drunk and got a problem, that's your problem. But now it's if I got drunk and caused a problem, that's somehow your problem because you're the one who brought me here. Yeah. What? It, it would ask, We what would happen is if we had that high insurance is that we'd have to pass it on to the – person buying the ticket right, and we would right. never want to do that like if no so i think i think what we got to do is just plan something here in minnesota where we can meet listeners at some point i don't even know if you can do that it's just the the cost of the insurance yeah is sky high yeah you know it's just a, it's a different time a different day you know we had people like out in vegas that fell down flights of stairs because they were so drunk you know I, you might get tapped for something like that yeah. Although, how am I responsible for you falling down the stairs when you're drunk? Yeah. Were you, like, you weren't paying for listeners to go out there, were you? No. No. Because, yeah, because you would no. think, like, what's the difference if you just said, hey, we're doing a live show out in Vegas, 
and then everybody just happens to come out. It's no different than, you know, a football team That's playing true. a game out there and then their yeah. fans get drunk out in the street. Like mm-hmm. That's true. If you want to go, you, we'd love to see you. Yeah, that's a great argument, actually. You know, if you want to come out, we'd love to have you. Uh, we're not really hosting anything, but if you want to show up and be in the theater, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, There's got to be a way around this because oh, those shows were a ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were definitely some of the most unique times in my life. That's unique. That's a good way to put it. That it... was unique. And like. Somebody fell down the stairs often at the Golden Nugget because the yes. Gold Diggers was their nightclub and it was an insane staircase. Oh. And everyone, like, you'd fall down the stairs, people would go, oh, Are you okay? and live our lives. It wasn't like, Now I'm going to sue everybody. It was, right. It was right. chill. It wasn't like that. Yeah. All right. We got to take another break. Be right back in a couple minutes. Continue the show. Of course, next hour, Kristen Burt will pop up looking for that. Uh, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on The Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust, with respect that you deserve. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant. Over the years at holiday time, Bradshaw and Bryant has been able to help thousands of Minnesotans arrive home safely from the bars. This year, there's still lots of things that we can do to ensure that you stay safe on the roads, like slowing down, giving yourself enough time that you're not in a rush, no texting and driving, hands-free phone calls, and of course, no drinking and driving. Please be safe so that you get home to your loved ones. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. This year, my biggest wish is that we all remain happy, healthy, and even a little more kind to one another. A lawyer who will fight with confidence and pride. A working harder, going farther with my Bryant on your side. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan. A sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! Yeah, So then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that 
doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res car.